Hi, I'm Sonia, leading light of Sid's Dump Trump movement. We're accepting applications now. This broadcast is coming to you from a top-secret, low-level, high-class, down-and-dirty reggae studio near... Oh, I've said too much. Take it away, Mr. Showbiz. Thank you, Sonia. This is Sid Griffin. You're riffing with Griffin. Hi, hello, and how are you? We're back with a summer... 2019 superset. I don't think I did a summer show last year. I can't remember. I try not to have a summer show every year. And I try not to have a Christmas show every year because so many people do that kind of thing. We're going to kick into it right now with, funny enough, a summer show. And you know what that means. There's no way around it. I'm going to start off with two, count them, two outtakes by the Beach Boys, both from the very late 1960s. Both of them finally came out on the uh, the box set um, called Made in California in 2013. And think how good your band has to be to not use a song like this. It's from 1969, written by Brian, Soulful Old Man Sunshine. In that soulful Oh, 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 yeah. 
Where can she be if she's not here with me? Where, where can she be? Where can she be if she's not here with me? first song we heard was Soulful, Old Man Sunshine, which did appear on Endless Harmony, a two-LP set which came out in 1998, but it was recorded by Brian in 1969, although that's actually Carl on lead vocal in the first song. Then also from 1969 is the song that just faded, Where Can She Be? Now that was completely unreleased till this box set, the six-CD set Made in California came out in 2013. That lead vocal is by Brian. Brian wrote both songs. And it's incredible. That's Those two songs could have been on Sunflower, which is a great album anyway. Highly recommended. Sunflower by the Beach Boys. But the band was so talented, they turned down stuff like that. I mean, it's kind of incredible. The reach of Brian Wilson and his mighty Beach Boys is pretty, pretty far and wide. There's a youngster out in California. I think he's downplaying his musical career right now. He's a friend. He's a friend. Uh, Mark Levitin, his father, is my friend. And this is Michael Levitin, the son of Mark Levitin, the writer. And I don't know what Michael's doing with his uh, life and career right now. I've kind of lost track. This came out in 2006 on Smith Street Records. And Mark Levitin, the father, should be very proud of his son, Michael Levitin, because this is from the album, My Favorite Place to Drown. This is Michael Levitin doing Summer's the Worst. Summer I'm lost in a wonderful trance I drink lots of milkshakes and watch people pass Through diner windows I see them hold hands The kids all look beautiful just because they can 
here I take off my shirt Still my heart's on my sleeve I can't help but fall For every girl that I see And the pickup lines Are well rehearsed The sun won't melt You're just deserved You'll fall in love You'll fall head first That's when you'll learn That summer Is the worst Summer's the worst Summer love is a scam but I can't help dreaming of summer romance My bubbles may burst, but that won't hold me back I've got quite a nerve, I'm giving summer just one more chance Gonna drown looking for a pearl. Show your skin, you might get burned, but all the need is worth the hurt. We'll fall in love, we'll dive at first. We'll never learn that summer is the worst. Summer's the worst, but I'm hanging around. I'll take you to my favorite place to drown. We'll smile and we'll flirt and we'll join in the crowd I'm lost in the surf, yeah, summer really gets me down I guess we'll both just take a number Cause a heart's a thing to ponder Cause it's summer Cause it's summer
Clackety-clackety. Wacka, 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 wacka. Up-tempo guitars going wacka, wacka, wacka. Man, you gotta love that. Who was the greatest Chuck Berry rhythm guitar player? Wasn't Chuck Berry. Certainly wasn't Keith Richards. It's not Ronnie Wood. You can go around the block. Wasn't George Harrison? Who could, who could go wackety, wackety, wackety the best? The answer by far, not Dave Edmonds. Nope, not Billy Bremner, although we love Billy. It was Mickey G. He's deceased now. He's the guy that played the uh, opening and ending bits to Dave Edmonds' big hit, I Hear You Knocking. Not Edmonds. No, no, Mickey G plays it. The great Welshman, he's no longer with us. He was the greatest wacky, wacka wacka Chuck Berry rhythm guitar player to ever live and a great guitar player in his own, in his own uh, right. He was fantastic. Anyway, that was the refreshments from Sweden. Not, I repeat, N-O-T, the refreshments from Texas who had an album out on Warner Brothers. And with all respect to the refreshments from Texas, no, you guys aren't as good as the refreshments from Sweden who are a fantastic band. I can hardly pronounce anybody's name. Right now, Mickey Fennell, uh, my buddy, is playing bass for them. Billy Bremner, my old roommate from the band Rockpile, used to play guitar for them about 12 years ago. He's no longer in the act. But they keep on rocking. Yeah, in Sweden, sure. Hello, Sun, Goodbye, Rain. They got summer in Sweden, too. That song, by the way, Hello, uh, Sun, Goodbye, Rain, is from their album 24-7. came out in 26... No, it didn't. It came out in 2006. And it was written by band member... I'll mispronounce this, but I'm going to give it a shot. Wacom? Yoakum? Must be Yoakum? No. Wacom? Yoakum? Arnell, the singer and bass player. Yoakum, if that's how you pronounce your name, please don't hit me when you meet me. Uh, he's he's the main guy in the band these days of the refreshments. They are a fantastic band. And now that I put my foot in it, let's hear Al Nickel tear it up on some lead guitar with the crossfires. Resist. 
Al Nichol, the great guitar player for the Turtles. He didn't get the chance to stretch out much when he was in the Turtles doing You Baby and Happy Together and You Know She'd Rather Be With Me. But early on, when those Desperados were a band called the Crossfires, tearing it up near the LAX airport where they all went to high school and, and, and were raised in Los Angeles, they were really quite the surf band. The Crossfires existed from, I think, 62, end of 64. And sometime, late 64 or 65, they morphed into the Turtles. And again, Al was on lead guitar. The album is called Out of Control. I had it originally on Rhino, but somebody was telling me it was on Sunday's records. I thought it was on Rhino and put out by my dear friend, the late, great Gary Stewart. God bless you, Gary, as I recall. But anyway, it's from the album Out of Control. It's a winner. You got to have it. You know you love it. Now, moving forward with this summer surf thing, I want to talk about the Revels for a bit. I think they were on Challenge Records, I think. They were in another L.A. band. They had a hit, uh, a minor hit called Cobra. There were a lot of cash-in records in the, in, in the 60s. The Shutdown Volume 1 album. Now, you know Shutdown Volume 2 is the Beach Boys, but check out Shutdown Volume 1. There were a lot of crazy albums that were just cash-ins on uh, Dragster or, or Surf or whatever was going on. And the slot machine thing, slot machine, the slot car racing was a big deal in the 60s. Uh, I had one myself. I was quite the HO scale enthusiast of slot cars. And what they were, were little like three inch long cars, one inch wide cars that, that uh, ran on a plastic track, which had copper running through it. So you put the, the slot, the little stem that's st- stuck down from the front axle of the, your HO car in a slot. And then you pressed a button, depressed a button and you raced around the track against your friends. It was quite a big deal. I remember going out in the Shelbyville Road in Louisville, Kentucky, and they had slot car derbies where they'd have 16 cars lined up like it was the Indianapolis 500. And on the signal, you raced around the track. And if you fell off, you had to have the track marshal pick it up and put it back in the slot. You couldn't do it. So anyway, there was this wonderful album called in about 1964 or late the early 65 called the sound of the slots and L- an LP celebrating various acts doing slot cartoons. I think it was a reference to Shelby's Cobra automobile, but I want you to listen to this and note the Terry Melcher, Bruce Johnson influence, the slight jangle of the guitar folk rock is just around the corner. And you know it when you hear the Ravels doing this one, Cobra. For you slot car racers that want a tip. Get a Cobra by Ford, they're really hip. Get a little, get a little Cobra today. With big racing slicks, they hold on the dirt. Just open her up and watch your Cobra burn.
Williams of Otis Williams and the Charms going no, 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 no so many times because Van often repeats himself. Patti Smith does too. Gets into a kind of a crazy thing where they shut their eyes and they go and it sailed and it sailed or Van goes and it sailed and it sailed and it sailed and it sailed and he sings or says the phrase and it sailed maybe two dozen times and finally Van will end up with and it sailed to Caledonia and uh, I wonder if he, he knew Otis Williams and the Charms. That's Otis Williams on the lead vocal. Donald Peak was the tenor singer and their uh, cousin, Roland Bradley, was the tenor singer. That's a fine example of beach music. Beach music is what was going on, on the East Coast. I've been talking about the West Coast and Southern California in particular, but on the East Coast, there was no real surf scene. I mean, they had some surfing, but surf music didn't really mean that much on the East Coast in the 60s, or for that matter, 
it wasn't that big a deal. It isn't that big a deal now, but what did exist from the late 50s through my time at the University of South Carolina, which is a university on the East Coast, was beach music. And beach music is completely different. It's it's based on R&B. It's got a tinge of the Caribbean in it. And uh, it's always kind of fun and party and suggestive. As on this number, this is Hank Ballard of the Midnighters doing work with me, Annie. When you did Shame, Shame, Shame. 1963 was Shame, Shame. Which, which now, now she, she really didn't leave me. Mm-hmm. But I was just pitching how I would feel if she did and just went on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just pitching how I would feel if she did. Well, Jimmy, uh, I said, baby, I, you know, I, yeah, I'm going to tell you. And he said, you know, I try to tell you, but it don't seem to make no sense. So you know you got me back that baby up against this fence, and you know that's a shame, shame, shame. <laughs> 
Reid, the number one best-selling R&B artist of the 1950s in terms of singles was Jimmy Reid. Yep. Not Muddy Waters or anybody else you can think of. It was Jimmy Reed. Hank Bell of the Midnighters had a number one in, on Federal in 1954 with Work With Me Annie. We slid into Jimmy Reed trying to explain what Shame, Shame, Shame was from 1963. People like the Rolling Stones, they all played Shame, Shame, Shame back in the club scene of the, of the 60s. Now, Shame, Shame, Shame was Jimmy Reed's last chart appearance, hitting number 52 in the USA pop charts. People ask who's actually on it. It was Jimmy Reed on guitar, vocal, and harmonica. Duh. Lefty Bates on guitar, Jimmy Reed Jr. on guitar, no prizes for guessing how Jimmy Reed Jr. got on the gig. And Al Duncan on drums, there is no bass player. What Reed would do is he would play a rhythm part, he'd have a guy do some fills, and he'd have the third guitar player do a bass pattern on the guitar with the, the, the bass turned up. It was, it was three six strings, friends. Here's an interesting point talking about uh, the East Coast beach music scene and the West Coast surf scene. Chris Hillman of the Birds and the Flying Burrito Brothers, there's a name to drop, he once told me that uh, surfers in Southern California did not listen, did not listen to the Beach Boys or surf instrumentals. That wasn't what they dug. They were a whole culture in and of themselves, and they listened to cool jazz and Jimmy Reed. They did not listen to surf music as we know it. Surf music, the instrumentals of Dick Dale and and Eddie and the uh, Eddie and uh, the Showman, Eddie and the Showman. That was for hoedads inland in 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 the state, or for folks like us back in Kentucky. Now, Jimmy Reed, the great uh, the great Jimmy Reed. Now I have no idea what the great man is saying in the interview that we just heard that brief interview snippet. He might be saying Sid doesn't know anything about surf music or rhythm and blues, and he might be saying let's run Sid Griffin for president. I can't tell, but if you want to hear more of it. Rewind, hear it back, or check out his wonderful box set called Mr. Luck. I don't know why they called it that. Mr. Luck, semicolon, the complete VJ singles. Or you can just get a single CD, Best of Jimmy Reed, or turn on Spotify, because Jimmy Reed is the latest and the greatest. And now I want to have a little sad thing here. Um, Breaking away from the whole Southern California surf thing and beach music on the East Coast and rhythm and blues, we lost Rocky Erickson. If you don't know who Rocky Erickson is, he uh, he he died about six weeks before this uh, broadcast, this podcast was made by Kevin Stokes of Souther Still and myself. And I just wanted to say how sad I was when I learned that Rocky Erickson, the ringleader of the 13th floor elevators, died. He was, I guess if you don't know who he is, he's kind of the American Sid Barrett, although in my opinion, he had four times the talent Sid Barrett had. I visited Rocky's home in 1990. When King Coffee of the Butthole Surfers took me over there, had one of the best evenings of my life. Ladies and gentlemen, the first two elevator LPs, which are called The Psychedelic Sounds of the 13th Floor Elevators, and the second one's called Easter Everywhere, are the best psychedelic LPs ever. Destroying Pink Floyd of the Jefferson Airplane with nary a bead of sweat on Rocky's brow. In fact, Paul Kantner of the Jefferson Airplane said the best San Francisco band was the 13th floor elevators in the late 60s and early 67, late 66, early 67. So that's my plug for Rocky. Rocky, we're going to miss you. And rather than play one of his psychedelic excursions by the 13th floor elevators or any of his great solo stuff, I want to play a, a rare soft song he did in the 60s. This is with Tommy Hall of the 13th floor elevators wife, Clementine Hall. This is Rocky duetting with Clementine Hall on an 13th floor elevator song called Splash One. Rocky, we miss you. I've seen your face before I've known you all my life 
though it's new Your image cuts me like a knife And I'm home And I'm home And I'm home To stay Flashing into mine They're so familiar In a way I can't define Rock, rock, rock away, bitch Rock, rock, rock away, bitch 
album before that we heard the ramones doing rockaway beach we can hitch a ride to rockaway beach see on the east coast they wanted to go to the beach in the summer you damn right they did ed stasium i believe engineered that record he produced the latest long riders record with yours truly psychedelic country soul ed stasium engineer ramones producer guitarist to the gods are you listening after rockaway beach as i said we just heard the fate of wild mountain time now peter case from the band the plim souls and the band the nerves and of Peter Kay's solo fame, he's been nominated for Grammys. I think he even won a Grammy. He and I did a May tour here in the UK. And on the four Scottish dates we did, we sang Wild Mountain Time, I believe, every night. And it was just really moving because the Scots, as soon as it started, they, but before we got to the Will Ye Go, Lassie Go, they were singing along. This is the outtake version from The Birds, which appeared on an LP called Another Dimension on Sundays. It was vinyl only. It's not the regular version on their Fifth Dimension LP, which has strings overdubbed to it. To, 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 I don't know why they did that, but the birds were always trying crazy-ass stuff. So this is the version with no strings. It's just the band. Gene Clark had left the band, so it's just McGuinn, Crosby, Hillman, and Michael Clark. Nobody else. And I'll send that one out to Neil Robert Hurd, Lindsey Hutton, Ali Fox, and all the Scots people listening to this broadcast. Be proud of that tune, buddy. Finally, we're going to end up with a couple of things. This is, funny enough, my old band had put out a record called Psychedelic Country Soul, The Long Riders. We're playing in July. We're playing the Hercasa Festival in Spain on, I believe, July 5th. 
We're playing in the United Kingdom on, let me go to the desk drawer here. You hear that rumbling down? We're playing in Newcastle on Friday, July 19th at the uh, Summertime Festival. We're playing Birmingham Hare and Hounds on Saturday, July 20th. And Sunday, July 21st, we're playing in Bristol. And I forgot the name of the venue, but it's something groovy. So anyway, we're going to play a Longriders track because of our new album, Psychedelic Country Soul. And funny enough, it starts out with me on 12-string and the demo was recorded by the guy who's, who's recording this for me tonight, Kevin Stokes. Let's hear it.
me goofing around. That's me goofing around again. Couldn't resist. Yeah, Kevin Stokes and I recorded the demo for that at his house here in London, England. Kevin Stokes is doing the uh, the engineering of this podcast tonight, as he does every time. He's in the band Souther Still. That's from our, the new Long Riders album, Psychedelic Country Soul. The name of the song is The Sound, the story of my life. I was trying to get the summer sound of the 12-string birds-like guitar mixed with sort of a Bruce Springsteen vibe or Bruce Springsteen linear storytelling lyric. Anyway, I mentioned we're playing dates in the uh, in July in the UK. We're playing that festival, the Rocasa Festival in Spain in July. We're touring the United States of America in September on the East Coast, and we're touring the West Coast in early October. You can Google Long Riders Tour USA, and you'll find all the dates. We're returning for a October tour of the uh, United Kingdom and the continent of Europe, which starts Wednesday, the 23rd of October, and ends in Spain on Saturday, the 9th of November. So you have a few chances to see the Long Riders if you've never seen us play. And then we're going to hear a song by Gary, the late Gary Stewart of Rhino. He was a popster first and foremost. We're going to hear one of his very favorite songs, and I'm going to talk about Gary a bit. And then that's the evening. That's the podcast. That's the night. And so stick around. But here's Three Dog Night doing Out in the Country. This is for you, Gary.
Gary Stewart died. He was so, he died last April. I knew him for 40 years. I met him in April 1979. He, he left us in April of this year. I knew him for 40 years flat. Uh, Gary was at Rhino Records. He was at Warner Brothers Records. He was twice hired by Steve Jobs at Apple. He did extensive charity work. I mean, extensive charity work. And every, was it Monday or was it every Tuesday night? No matter what was going on, he was not there. He was at a soup kitchen dishing out food to the homeless. He was an amazing human being. So much so that he had two, count them, two different nights of remembrance and celebration of his life in Los Angeles because one night wasn't enough. In fact, the second night, which was just about two or three weeks ago, drew 900 people to a ballroom and they had to turn people away because the room was too crowded. I know bands that can't draw 900 people to a gig. And this is just to celebrate a guy's life. One of the greatest things his friends did besides uh, have two separate evenings celebrating his life is they put together a CD called Gary Stewart Trunk Sounds. And everybody that came to the second of the Gary Stewart Memorial Services got a free one. And I've had two people in LA think of me and send me a copy. So I actually have two copies. And it's got the Pet Sounds graphics on it. And what it is is 24 songs that Gary loved that will remind you of Gary. This is a guy so kind and wonderful that he had a car and the trunk of his car, the boot of his car, he had stuff with DVDs and compact discs and whatnot. And if he saw you on the street and thought there was a tune or an album you should know about, like Sid likes guitars, he would pull the car over, come into the party and say, Sid, come out to my car. And he would open up the trunk and give you something that he'd bought that he purchased with his own money because he thought, you've got to hear about the so-and-sos, Sid. The so-and-sos are so up your alley. So if you were an obscure band or maybe a deep cut by a famous band, Gary wouldn't let it go that he thought you might enjoy it. He would give you that track or that album or that box set or that DVD by Pete Moss and the Fertilizers. He was an amazing guy, Gary Stewart. Uh, He loved Brian Wilson. He loved uh, the Turtles. He loved Three Dog Night. Um, he loved the quick, an LA band from the mid late 1970s. He was always there for his friends. I knew Gary, as I said, for 40 years, and I, I wish he could be with me for another 40 years, but I hope to see him in the afterlife. That song by Three Dog Night out in the country is track 22 of the 24 track Gary Stewart trunk sounds. And when they get to the lyric, I stand alone and take back something worth remembering. I think of Gary's life because when I think of Gary and I'm all alone here in the war room at Griffin headquarters, I, uh, I just think that's something to remember about Gary. What a way to live your life. You could, you could go through your life thinking, what would Gary do? And you'd make the right decision every time. Anyway, that's it for me. I'm Sid Griffin. You've been riffing with Griffin. It's been a wonderful podcast. Thank you, Kevin Stokes. Thank you, Sonia. I hope to see so many of you on the summer tours the Long Riders are doing. The autumn dates we're doing in the USA and October, November. As I said, we're in Europe. I hope to see so many of you at those dates. I'm going to do another tour with Peter Case early in 2020. And that's all I have to say other than we love you madly. Good night. Good afternoon. Good morning. God bless. (laughs) 